Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on? Oh, man. Just here to talk about tech that will change your life. I'm going to change your life. Tell me how. Because I'm high tech. Is <laughs> What do you want me to do for you? Anything. I'll and, invent something. Let's go. Oh, Anything and everything. Well, I mean. What's your biggest problem we're going to solve it right now? I don't think we have enough time on this episode of Startup oh, Hustle to get into that. Right. So, well, actually, my biggest, we already talked about it, bad business partners. Oh, oh, wait. Is there technology to fix that? God, if there was. Like AI virtual assistant or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's called, Maybe that's is, on our is list. that what Watson is? Yes, from my, IBM. Yeah, is that what it is? IBM is, Watson. Is that actually, do you still collect? Maybe ro- that's just good for playing Jeopardy. Do you collect royalties from that still? I wish. Does Watson play Jeopardy? Well, the founder of IBM, his name was Watson. Oh. So that's where it comes from. Okay. I think I may have just said that wrong, but yeah. Well, so anyway, there's a lot of technology that has changed a lot of things for a lot of people. That's nothing new. And as we um, enter April, April in 2019, Fools. yeah, I guess so we are doing April Fools today. So this uh, it, this is a real episode. It's not it a is. joke. Yeah. Well, it's, well, well, we'll determine that at the end. It could be a joke. Well, so I think we've got a great list of um some technology, you know, kind of hot technology trends that are changing our life. And I think in spirit of kind of our our audience and startups, though, I mean, a lot of these are trends that people can latch onto and build businesses around. Yeah. So that's what's good. Let's talk about it. Go for it. Well, so one that I think will power potentially some new startups is 5G. Tell me why. Faster internet, um, better internet coverage, um, all that sort of stuff. So some of the big uses they talk about are like self-driving cars and IOT, virtual reality, augmented reality, all these things we're going to acquire uh, more bandwidth. Like they're talking about now, like Google just announced a new video streaming uh, for gaming, like okay. so streaming only for gaming. And Microsoft is coming out with that too. It's called So how much X-Cloud. faster is 5G going to be than 4G? Like, I don't know. I mean, if that's the thing is like, is it, is it remarkably faster? Is I don't it know. like double, triple I should probably know the answer to that. I mean, for most most of us, 4G is pretty fast, right? I mean, you can play Candy Crush just fine and use Facebook and watch, you know, blippy videos or Ryan's toy review on YouTube and you're good, right? It's Two fast. Two kids though. watch that too. Oh, yeah. That kid makes a lot of money. He's got a TV show now. Maybe he'll make more money with 5G. Maybe. You'll have augmented reality Ryan's toy review. Like, you'll be playing with Ryan and his toys. Okay. Well, 5G is, you know, something that could affect the next item on the list, although this could be maybe a native technology or whatever. But what about real-time translation? How useful would that be? That is super cool. And actually, I believe when you use Siri and Google Assistant, it's streaming live, whatever you're saying, back to their server. So I think you have to have Is that because Google's listening to most of what I say along with Amazon and Facebook? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. But no, for real, the real, the real time translation, I think that's a, that's pretty cool. And, you know, uh, I think you're on your way out of the country today, right? I'm, I'm going to the Philippines and this translation would not help me very much because they all speak English. English, But But when I go to Singapore, 
Maybe. Yeah, it, it would just be helpful in general. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, we look at, at our company that we own together, Full Scale, and, you know. You were in Belarus the other day. Could have been was, useful. That was a while ago, but yeah. Could have been useful, it right? It would have been really useful. And I did use the uh, the, the Google Translate Lens. app. Yeah, Google like, Lens. So, and I would hold that up in front of a sign and be like, oh, it's a good thing I did this so I don't walk into the women's room. Just saying. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's some other things with real-time translation. Apparently, some of this exists. Um, our COO, Daryl, uh, he told me his dad has a hearing aid that does it. That's pretty cool. Which is crazy. I think there's a Google headphones that do it, and you have Skype that does it from Microsoft. I've never tried anything that actually really does it. Maybe that. Maybe I need to do that. But, you know, at, at full scale, one of the, the questions that our clients ask all the time is, do your, do, does your team speak English? And we specifically hire people that do. It would be awesome to not have to have that, yeah, have that uh, objection to overcome. And that's you know I think that that's something that would be pretty cool. But I mean, regardless of of how or where it, it was used, being able to bring people together and and you know it definitely unlocks the potential for more of a global workforce, right? Like in countries that people that don't speak as English as well, maybe you could hire them. Yeah. And still get work out of them because you could communicate with them better. Yeah. Actually, when I had a job, when I was still employable, um, you know, I worked for a Japanese company and like, I mean, a lot of those guys would come over and they, I mean, they barely spoke English and I don't speak any Japanese. I know like two words. All right. Well, could I use real time translation to communicate with my fully automated car? Is that necessary? Maybe if you buy a Japanese car. (laughs) <laughs> maybe you'll need that <laughs> the so cars you, only speak japanese so, maybe? so if you have like a, a or a korean car if you have a nissan a then you have, oh, is <laughs> me telling my car hello it's nice to make your acquaintance or that's my whole <laughs> japanese vocabulary by the way but no i think the the 5g is something that would affect things like that now i mean in in my car and my wife's car i i feel like they're pretty connected i mean it yeah but i mean they're not streaming a lot of data or anything right for for a lot of that current stuff today it's more the range like rover the range rover is, like that. It, but i mean it, like our yeah. mobile phones don't really stream a lot i think the the 5g is going to become more important for fully automated when the cars have to like talk to each other mm. so you have like millions of cars on the road and they're all trying to you know communicate to each other so they don't run into each other like that's like a whole different thing than us just trying to remote start our car and turn on the air conditioning. So you love Tesla. Yeah. And you have, you just got, what is that? The model three, three. Yeah. So does that, my third Tesla, does it have autopilot in it? It does. I mean, right now it's more just stays in the lane. It doesn't like turn and stop at stoplights. I mean, both my cars do that. Like they just kind of bump you back into the lane. Yeah. Is that all that does? Um, well, so like I have a Volkswagen and it does more of the bumping part. Like it'll kind of gently push you back, but you're still supposed to be driving. The Tesla will like fully steer. Like it's not like a subtle bump. It will steer. For it how will, long? The whole time. But it won't like drive you home. No, but like if you got on I-70 from Kansas City to St. Louis, it would drive the entire way there. Okay. So you it'll can, change I, lanes. It'll do all. You don't have it. to keep your hands on the wheel. You have to keep your hands on the wheel, well, or it'll get it really bitchy about it. Weird. For yeah. liability sakes, they require that. Is the purpose? But it's not like it's just like, hey, you're about to leave the lane. Like, no, it'll steer and stay in the middle of the lane. But that's the precursor to it driving. Yeah, it, it's so, getting closer and closer. So they're just gathering data that they're probably collecting faster with, with 5G. 
a lot of machine learning. Yeah. And so a lot of the issue with the automated cars, like an example with the Tesla, like be going down the highway and it sees a bridge, right? And it's like, okay, the bridge is overhead. It's not an issue. But what if the road is at such a slope that it looks like you could be running into the bridge, but then all of a sudden you go under the bridge. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff screws up computer vision because it sees the bridge, like you're going to run into the bridge and all of a sudden you go whoop underneath it. That's where like all this machine learning and AI comes in. We've been talking about computer vision lately. Yeah. It's crazy stuff. So all that requires just a lot of data processing and uh, Tesla talks about like there's billions of miles driven and they collect all that yeah. data about from every car <clears throat> to create that learning. Yeah. And, that, and I was reading something about it and I'm not really like super fascinated with it. I would personally love a fully automated car. I would, I, too. I would love to be able to just like have a driver. Have that's a like read the newspaper and drink some coffee. A and robot driver. I show up to work. Yeah. So we'll listen to a crappy podcast like this one or something this is probably the best podcast in all of podcasts and you know i've noticed that it's the best free podcast i see a lot aren't they all free yeah maybe. that's like saying of all podcasts that are free <laughs> this one has the most potential <laughs> that's like a backhanded compliment i uh for the my co-author of my upcoming book i was talking to him last night and he asked me what when we went up to Detroit and shot some video, he said, how did it come out? And I said, of all middle-aged men that we took video of that weekend, you had the most potential. <laughs> he was the only one. Well, there was two. Okay. So anyway, automated cars, um, delivery drones. So it's kind of, that's kind of what we want, right? We want a car that auto delivers us to. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's like, I mean, they, they go together. We need a little delivery drone to get us to work. This is one that I find to be really interesting. Um, you know, and, you know, my wife gave me a, like a DGI phantom or something. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a clever little drone thing. I can fly around. I'm not very good at flying it. Like, I mean, I'm, I, I'm okay with it, but I quickly realized how many things I can crash that thing into yeah. potentially. So it's my, that's been my experience with uh, like toy planes and drones is that they are awesome for crashing on the top of a building somewhere and never getting them back. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is, you know, there's so many things that, I'm just really kind of curious to see how that works. And yeah. then are we just going to suddenly have a, fl a sky full of, zzz, you know, are they going to have traffic lanes? I think of like how Wizard of Oz that? and all the flying monkeys. That's how I kind of envision it. Like flying overhead. And then, you know, that's, darkening the sky. This, but here's another thing too, is, you know, there's more guns in this country than people. How many rednecks are going to be popping shots at these things? <laughs> what are we getting from Amazon like, today, boys? I'm trying Shoot to, it down. I'm trying to get my, my crest white strips <laughs> faster, you know, and, 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 uh, oh, it went down. Yeah. You know, the, I think that there's a lot to be considered with that. Maybe that's our opportunity. Something that does computer vision to recognize the type of package that's being delivered. So you know which ones to cherry so pick you know out what, of the sky. Yeah, drones to take the other drones down. Yes. Like I mean, it's this. This is how the Terminator started. Yes, Skynet. is that on our list? It's is, is that on our list? Terminator. It's close. Well, let's talk before. So so much of this is reliant on AI, artificial intelligence. So. Since you claim to be the second smartest person on this podcast, um, can you tell me more about AI? Well, so most artificial <laughs> do like, intelligence. Do you like how I snuck that in? Yeah, thank you. Hey, of all co-hosts on the, this podcast today, you have the most potential. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Um, most machine learning is 
pattern matching, right? But okay. there's a lot of different kinds of AI and machine learning and stuff like that. Like some of it's where you just take like a thousand pictures of leaves and you train it to say, okay, these 300 pictures were all an oak tree. And then, right. you know, somehow or another, the, the uh, algorithms that they use, you know, well, it's kind of the next our, our own employee in Cebu was made talking like about that, that uh, an algorithm that uh, AI and machine learning that was determining the roundness of pearls. Right. Yeah. But so then some things, um, a good example of this are ones that play video games. So like they move around in different directions and they figure out, well, if I go this way, I die. So the next time don't do that. And it tries some other random thing. And that's, once again, that's how Skynet started. And that's not exactly pattern matching. That's, yeah. that's a different kind of AI. But so there's all these different kinds of machine learning and artificial intelligence, deep neural networks and things. Some of that stuff's pretty intense. It's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I, and they've had some weird, interesting experiments with it too. Like I was reading about something in Facebook. Facebook had created a couple like AI chatbots. And they ended up having, they like freaked out and pulled the plug on them. I still don't think they've managed to make a computer smart enough to play chess that, that always beats a human. Though. Well, are you familiar with the game Go? It's like, a, it's the little, uh, they look like little stones on kind of like a Chinese checker okay. looking board. So Go is considered to be apparently like the most challenging player versus player okay. kind of matchup. Human because, intelligence. Because it literally has like a, like an infinite. Okay. Number. Possible I mean, moves. Yes. It's just like obscene. It's okay. like way past chess. So it's very popular in Asia. So up until a few years ago, I watched a documentary on this. I found it really interesting. So like the world's greatest go player right. would just annihilate all computers. And then, uh, and this was a few years ago. They, I think it was Google that it played. It's someone, something's AI mm-hmm. and it beat him. Right. Which was, so go is considered to be way more, uh, complex and that, that, that became their new measuring stick okay. past chess. And I think they crush humans at chess. Now. Okay. You know, for that same kind of thing, like you were talking about with playing the video game, like, you know, but I don't know, some of that has to become predictable. Well, let, well, let's talk about this a little bit. So I was just yesterday at the elite eight game, uh, here in Kansas right. city, um, where, uh, Auburn, uh, upset Kentucky. Yep. And with us in the suite was Davion Ross, who right. you know, yep, yep. Uh, shot tracker. Right. And um, that's some of, the, I was talking to him about the basketball technology that they're building and some of the advanced like stuff that they'll do later is being able to determine things like, okay, with this combination of players on the court, you score more. Or you do all these different things. And that was like, that was like where that is heading and being able to do a whole lot of different things. I mean, everything related to like where players were on the court. And, you know, he told me at one point, uh, he said, well, there's probably 30 or 40 people down there at courtside amongst both teams, also sports networks and everyone else doing this right now manually. Right. And we can do all of it. Well, the thing about sports is the difference between first and last place can be the difference of like 5% better. Yeah. Or, right. or in baseball, they say it's a game of inches. Yeah. You know, like, and, and that's. You're just same. looking for the smallest, like, okay, when this guy defends, he needs to be three more feet that way. Right. right? It's the littlest things that add up. I determined that shot tracker would 100% of the time say that I should not be on the court. 
that's probably true. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, yeah. Like, don't although even, if we were in the Philippines, I think I'd want you on my team. Yeah, that's because I'm the second tallest person I've ever seen there. Right. Yeah, I met someone, um, a basketball guy that's going to Cebu. Oh, really? Yeah, for basketball here in a couple of weeks. Wow. They so, love their basketball. The next one on this list was a request of mine to our, our show producer. Um, uh, apparently, she had to search a little bit for it, but this is technology that I'm just really hopeful for, the robot butler. I thought it was butter. Well, at, at first, it did look like robot butter, wow. which... How about a robot that could butter your toast? Well, I, kind of my robot butler will. Yeah, okay, good. So the Jetsons had one when I was a little kid. Rosie. But talk about a billion dollar idea. Robot Butler? Yeah, I would oh, take geez. like a couple of these. I mean, you'd only need one. It and just, it would definitely need to be able to butter bread and toast and make grilled cheese. It should be able to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I Even think that would be a huge accomplishment. I mean, I think some of the precursors to this are some of the, you know, the AI voice assistants that you see out there and all that stuff. But, you know, like, I don't know. You see some of the robots they build now? Yeah. Like, and, you know, 10 years ago, you just go push the robot over and it you know, would just be like, I couldn't get back up. And now they're like resistant. Oh to yeah. That. They can like run and jump. And have you seen the weird videos where there's like basically a robot chef that will cook or whatever? I'm going to Asia this week. Maybe there's some crazy place in Singapore that has that. Like I want to go and just watch a robot, like use its crazy arms and make whatever I want in front of me. Well, you know, I try, I have a Roomba and I don't even use it because it kind of sucks. I don't use it either. Do you have one? Does yeah. it kind of suck? It's like, hey man, you're just kind of obnoxious. You're stuck again. Yeah. You know, or like, the thing gets full and then you got to go empty the, yeah, I get my, the Roomba app will tell me it'll say, it's like, I got I'm a Roomba to, because I'm lazy. I'm trying to the, run it when I'm not there and it's like, it's stuck. It fell off a cliff <laughs> or I'm like, come on. And now, and I supposedly have the new and improved one, but no, the rope, my, what, so you want your robot butler to cook for you? Yes. Specifically my, for my kids. I want my robot butler to do all the stuff that my wife does that she complains about. And my laundry. Can I do my laundry? Yeah. Well, that's it. Laundry. And I need a husband. Will it replace that? Yeah. Like do house projects for me? You need a handyman or you actually want a husband? Well, man, I, well, I don't know, but uh, definitely a handyman. <laughs> I, I like that you're keeping that open. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, it's good to have options. I think so too. Um, so moving on, what's mixed reality, Matt? Um, I think it's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm, my, I'm, I'm all mixed up. My reality <laughs> is really mixed up. <laughs> it's the mix between virtual reality and augmented reality. What are those things, man? Tell me about them. Is that kind of like when you're driving a car and you have the heads-up display? It's like augmented reality. I think that's just an actual like projection. augmented reality, though. Is is that technically augmented reality? Yeah, it's augmenting it. Yeah. I mean, it's like people playing Pokemon Go and you walk around with your phone and you're looking for Pikachu on the sidewalk. So that's augmented augmented reality. reality, And then virtual reality is like goggles on. Yeah. Full. That's like full and ready player one kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which I'm sure these things are already being heavily used in porn and we just don't know it yet. Yeah. Well, or at least they will be first. uh, God, that's going to be weird. That is weird. I mean, they're on the forefront of everything. Some notes here. uh, By the way, you're right about that that will probably be the world's number one request do you know more people watch porn than watch sports which tells you something 
about oh, yeah. the world. Yeah, it's crazy. VR porn, I'm sure, will be a big one. And speaking of which, back to Pokemon, which is largely for children and some adults. Um, that game has made $1.8 billion in two years. Is that a Nintendo game? Yeah, I think so. Wow. So Nintendo brought itself back? Yeah, to the iPhone and stuff. And that's the, that's been the funny thing about Nintendo all along is they own all these great franchises, Mario and all this stuff. Yeah. But they could probably stand to make so much more money if they would license and make those games on Android and iOS. And But you can only get them on Nintendo. So my former employer, Roland, uh, invented MIDI, Musical Instrument Digital ah. Interface. And Nintendo was one of their first big clients. Oh, wow. So all the sounds, like when Mario yeah. is jumping up and like, like the Zelda coin and sounds and, yeah, like, yeah. Bing, bing, and all that, all that crap, Roland had created those sounds and they were the first people to put that in I think in of there. all the iconic Zelda music. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, that was actually revolutionary technology. You talk about technology at the time. Um, that was really the music industry's first foray into digital anything. Yeah. And, you know, it's pretty rudimentary it, now. And it, well, it's crazy too. And, you know, I have a, you know, I, I like to keep my hands in and around music. It's just a passion of mine, but, you know, just talking uh, back to the, the co-author I had, we were talking about a show they did 20 years ago and I was like, did you record it? And he was like, yeah, we had a tape deck. Yeah. And now with the size of your iPhone, you can have a, basically have a whole entire digital recording studio. It's pretty, pretty intense. So, so earlier we talked about um, startup opportunities, and this is a big one, the VR, AR space. We know several startups that have yeah. like uh, augmented reality for like furni- putting furniture in your space. Well, that was, that was uh, a couple of companies can't see. We had that. a guest here. Yeah. But, a couple of yeah, that. Pair. Yep. That was Pear. And then uh-huh. uh, recently I've hung out with Joel and Heather from uh, Cambrian. There's a big one that does VR that's like uh, lets you walk through an office before you build it or walk through construction sites before right. you would build it, stuff like that. I mean, that's those are all big opportunities yeah. in the VR, AR space. And Microsoft HoloLens is a big platform for all it's, that uh, stuff. That's like their uh, virtual – well, no, it's augmented reality like headset, but it's not for consumers. It's for, for business professional use. And developers like me can make apps to do augmented reality for the workplace. Like if you're doing construction and you need, like it could, you know, annotate over whatever you're doing and tell you like, this is the part number. I think we need a mixed reality since we keep messing up the live stream. Yeah. We should just do a mixed reality live stream. Are we going to be avatars? Because we can, I think can do that on my phone. I can turn myself into like a cowboy or a chicken. My yeah. kid loves that. We've already made some weird avatars. For but, our, by the uh, way, when I look ads. at when you look at stuff like that and you start thinking, like, who put a budget behind this and was really serious about it? Like, was that did they really solve a problem when they allowed me to turn my head into a robot head? You know, but that's the reason you buy iPhones. It's not, <laughs> so you can talk like a chicken or a poop or whatever. It, talking, yeah, it's the biggest innovation the iPhones ever come out with. Talking, turning myself into a poop. Yeah, talking poop. Totally, and you can. Sing. That's definitely Apple's biggest innovation. Yes, the largest. Com- are they still the largest company in the world? Not for they long. They get in a fight. With they them. make a bunch of things that are commodities. Okay, talking about useful things. Yes. How about high rise farms, man? I like this idea because. I love these companies that are trying to perfect farming indoors and, and, you know, very hydroponic and the right minerals and the right soil to get the perfect, you know, yield and higher quality, you know, better tasting food. Are we food. talking about growing food here? Or are we talking well, about Well, sometimes they some- <laughs> use it to grow. Oh, I see. Uh, Asking for a friend. Smokable things or whatever. Sure. You know, whatever kind of plants. 
Um, and you know, the, the, but being able to grow like in a, you know, organic fruits and vegetables closer to where we live sure. indoor, which cuts down on a lot of the carbon footprint of transferring things to different places. And then, right. like another thing too, is like a lot of this stuff, um, 10 to 20 years ago, wasn't able to be done because the amount of light, right. I wouldn't know for any reason I, other than growing tomatoes. Well, now, but you now you use LEDs. Light. Now you have LED. Like there's people that are, there's companies that are real sciencey about this, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. the amount yeah, of yeah. light, the amount yeah. of minerals, the water, the soil. Yeah. Like it, the perfect way to do all of it. So, you know, going back to farms and farm tech. And you don't and, have to worry about bugs because doing it indoors. Well, farm, farm, farm tech, and also AI. Right. Uh, I was talking, I can't, I think it might've been. I don't even know who I was talking to about it. It was actually Jeff Shackelford at Digital Sandbox was talking about um, farms. So like if you have a cattle farmer, they have invented things like cameras that take pictures and videos of them at the trough. And apparently if there's certain things about the way a cow's holding its ears or the way it looks, like it means they're sick. Oh, weird. And so they literally, and, and, you know, some of these cattle farms are big. Talk about and, machine learning. That's cool. Well, right. So they, uh, that right now that's like one of those things that like literally like for maybe for lack of a better term, a cowboy, um, <laughs> or a ranch hand or someone yeah, yeah. like has learned to, uh, understand and spot. Mm-hmm. So they'd go and do that by hand. Talk but, about machine learning. But right yeah, now. it's like, you know, just so many crazy different things like that. And I'm sure that, you know, like it, we were joking maybe with robot butlers, but some of that stuff can be automated too. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, well, we kind of broached on this next one earlier, but smart voice assistants. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? That's all I ever hear from Alexa. Alexa, shuffle my bedtime playlist. I say that every day. Uh, does, yeah. I. It works. I feel like I speak clearly and that I enunciate the words that I would like people to hear. You have very good diction. Your diction is very good. I've always pride. I pride myself on my diction. Yeah, it's very good. And the size. Wait, that's vocabulary. Yeah. Okay. But smart voice assistants, I think, (laughs) you know, what drives me crazy is I'm in my car and I'll say, call Matt Watson in the car. I'll be like, Matt Watson only has a home number listed. I'm like, you stupid car. Like it's the only, fu- the only number in there. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I want to call. So I, sometimes these things can be equally frustrating. I, I think they're great and they help do some pretty simple things, but they're pretty simple things. I mean, I use it to set like an alarm or, you know, play music or whatever. My ki- I have the, the echo dots in mm-hmm. all of my kids' rooms. And so the kids will actually use them sort of like a phone. They'll say like, Hey, Alexa, call mom, call Tristan or whatever. And they'll call room. They'll call room to room with them. Hmm. It's pretty cool. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So that's the price you pay to ha- for having Amazon collect all the data about Probably, your life yeah. is that you can make little walkie talkie calls. Pretty much. How come walkie talkies aren't on this list? Those are pretty old. It was like high technology yeah. when I was yeah, five. Yeah. I was like, dude, this. But there, like, but there are some companies talking about startups that are doing stuff specific to voice assistant. And well, we've had one in here locally, stuff. Mycroft. Yeah, that was an open source one. Yep. That's that's an interesting project. You know, that was uh, taking on some of the giants in mm-hmm. in the world. But you know, like I, you know, I've run into some more like so not to downplay what that does but there's some kit 
elements of that, you know, these open source hardware right. things. And, uh, you know, I, I'd actually like to add that to the list. Uh, you know, just there's a lot of things like recently uh, was exposed to hardware called Arduino. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just like, like Raspberry Pi. And yeah, like just that. different stuff. And I think that's kind of cool because it gives people access to create more shit. Oh, yeah. Like 20 years ago, I mean, you would have like had a soldering iron and some flux and like trying to like build a circuit board. Well, like there's another local company here that basically uses a Raspberry Pi and a couple sensors to it to measure the, the temperature of your food. And then it can send you a little alert and tell you when your co- your food is at the right temperature, like hmm. it's cooked. Wow. And you could build that basically with a Raspberry Pi and a couple sensors. Yeah. And that's been, and someone innovated. But if you're a startup so, trying to manufacture yeah, something. Some, someone went up to uh, Micro Center yeah. <laughs> and bought one of those and hooked it up to yeah. something and wrote some code yeah. or did something. Pretty or, simple. You know, and I think that's kind of cool. And I think that that's the kind of... You know, that the uh, so when your delivery drone can drop that off even faster, think of all the time we're going to pick up. Yeah, it's it's really cool. All the things that potentially you can do, like with your kids now, all these different kits like that. So. With all of the extra time I'm going to gain from all these things. From I'm your gonna, robot butter. I'm going to put it all into my future space tourism. Cool. Oh, really? Yeah. You're going to space? Yeah. I'm going to expense it. No. That's. No way. I'm looking at I'm looking at opening a full scale office on the moon. Haven't we always what we ever since we did the Bitcoin episode, we've been talking about going that's to the true, moon. That's true. That's true. And, and we're also going to have a Lambo. Yeah, on Lambos the moon. and moons. I, so wait, are we? That all kind of crashed and burned. Bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> I saw an article the other day that was stating that that ninety percent of of volume. Yeah, and these exchanges might be fabricated. It's not real. They're like moving it sideways to make it look like. If that's the case, that's even crazier. I have lost my faith in crypto. Maybe because I lost my ass in crypto. I really do want to go to space, though. I think it'd be really cool to go to the moon. Yeah, like for a couple days. How long do do you go? Do you think we? What do you do on the moon? Do you think we went there for real the first time? I can make a really compelling argument why we might not have. Oh, that's a whole nother episode. I know, it's crazy. So, But yeah, I think that that's pretty cool. And, you know, you, all right, this is, space tourism is an example of where capitalism and private industry are way more effective right. than government Oh yeah, in a lot of ways. And I don't, I mean, what are the, like, Virgin, okay, Virgin Galactic, SpaceX, and is, is Blue Origin, Amazon's getting into this now? It's Jeff Bezos are these guys really just trying to build their own escape pod? Uh, it's just a bunch of rich dudes with money. They don't know what to do with. So like, yeah, I mean, SpaceX has generally solved a problem though, right? Theirs wasn't just about tourism. I mean, they're like launching it was like also rockets about, and, and they're doing it for like a fourth of the price that Lockheed Martin and everybody else were doing it because those are government contractors. Yeah. yeah. And well, everyone knows you charge the government four times more. So in order to make sure that my trip to the moon and that my heart rate doesn't elevate too high while I'm driving my new moon Lambo that I bought with all your crypto yeah. income. I'm, I'm once again expensing this um, to full scale. Maybe some to stackify. Depends. Did you make all this money like growing stuff indoors and selling it? No comment. Okay. I had my voice assistant do all that. But I'm going to keep up with all I these things. I think butler was doing all the work. Well, I'm going to load myself up with wearable health devices and tech. I th- don't see any reason with the way that our business is growing 
the effects, the increase in development speed of technology, and then also with my newfound diet and exercise program, I don't see any reason why I can't live to be three or 400 years old. Do you really want to live that long? Fuck no. All right, cool. Yeah, but no, wearable health. Um, I think this is actually big. So, all right. So my dad is, um, uh, he's old. He's in his, past his mid-70s. And um, he's had heart issues, of which I've watched a number. Uh, I go joke around with him because he's got all these things installed in him. Right. And I, you know, I tell him, I'm like, that's how Darth Vader got started. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, um, and it's kind of true in some regards, but, you know, I've seen the health effects that he's had. So like right now he's been having some issues and he's got a, a low injection fracture, which fraction, which is the amount of new blood that comes into your heart. When it pumps, it brings it in and it ejects it out. So the lower that number is, the less it lowers a lot of different things. So, you know, with that, he's got to go through a whole lot of crap right. to do a lot of different things. And, I, and you know, he's also got some thing installed on his shoulder. It's a defibrillator. Mm-hmm. It's shock the shit out of him if right. his heart starts going. Doing so all these sensors are important to keep, keep him alive. Right. Yeah. So, well, he's on his second thing that he's had installed. The first one 10 years ago had like you literally had to take a little paddle and hold it like and i'm putting my hand over my collarbone here because that's where it's it it was like the size of a pack of cigarettes too like so you'd have to hold this device over it once a day and it would like basically like modem style translate data you go back to some of this stuff now it's all auto yeah it's like cellular bluetooth it connects a lot of information a whole lot of data and stuff like that now uh it's kind of invasive to have something like that installed in you, you require surgery to do that. But a lot of this wearable technology, like, you know, things like the Apple watch or whatever are the early stages of collecting a lot of information and data about you. I mean, I, I think it'd be amazing that we have those and they can do things like uh, tell you your blood sugar or yeah. like blood alcohol that or would be helpful too. how many calories you've had today or your, yeah. your blood pressure, like all these different, types of things like blood pressure pulse you're dehydrated pulse like could even tell you like certain things like hey man you're stressed yeah stress levels and so think about that too you look back and you know all right so we did an episode about personality styles and when you're at work or in life all of your when you're stressed all of your worst characteristics right. come out and like you even just think about goofy stuff like that like just hey you're stressed take a break. Right. And you know, stress is like the thing that ravages, ravages your body and right. like creates this like toxic rainstorm. But all right. So then you couple that with certain things. We had uh, a Brett Blackman from health splash in here talking right. about this at one point and talking about how, what they do is, so you have a gazillion companies that make wearables. Um, like even Garmin does it, a, a Kansas city company here in town, you know, they yep. do a lot of different stuff. Um, and, and, uh, can we get your, your neighbor in here on that? I wish. Is he moving? He's moving. Nah. But the problem is, is now you have 50 different companies that are making this. And what was I thought was interesting about Health Splash, and we should have Brett back in and see how that's going. Yeah. Um, he has some employees in Cebu. Really? Yeah. I ran into him on LinkedIn. Yeah. I, I refrained from recruiting them. Um, but 
you know, with what they're trying to do is they want to collect all the, all the data and all the information. They want to make your own health records and public data yours. And I think that's cool. I think that's cool because, you know, you also get chained to technology. Like you always give me a hard time about Apple and iPhones, but I'm definitely chained to that brand. Cause like, if I'm, I'm not going to just go buy something else, like, uh, whatever, uh, uh, Amazon fire or whatever the hell they do their TV thing with. Cause I got all Apple stuff in my house and that's because it, I know it's going to work with other Apple stuff, but talk about all these wearables and able to, you know, have all this information and share it and be a lot more open with it. I think that's pretty cool. And being able to keep track of that stuff. Um, you know, another thing too, is it's not on this list, but what about like nanotech? Well, and that part of that's like the wearables and yeah. other health health stuff, right? So like, having little nanobots yeah. in you that like, so you talk about my dad and this, so my dad had, has had congestive heart issues. And if you have, you, you know, and, in another 10 years, the computing power of an iPhone will be able to be put in the yeah. size of a red blood cell. Yeah, it's crazy. And being able to deploy things to like, think about that, like eat cancer yeah. or unclog a, a valve yeah, it's or, really crazy. or, or it's maybe like a robot butler inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, tell you to chill out. Oh man, there's so many things that could go wrong. With how do they, technology. can you imagine how they'll combine nanotech with VR porn? Get, I don't, I don't get even, your mind out. Of I don't the even know how get that's going to work. Get but, your mind out of the gutter. I'm yeah, trying to find a robot butler too. So as we, as we close this out, you know, there's a, you know, a lot of potential, how are you going to, all right. How are you going to string together? You, you have 10 seconds and you got to string three of these together into an original idea. Go. Oh my God. I want to use my uh, voice assistant to tell my butler to farm for me. Um, and drive a car and use and translate. I don't know. I'm going to use my AI technology to power my dr delivery drone to drop off a whole bunch of wearable technology at your house. So you can continue to be in the finest of health and do this podcast yes. with me until I'm 300. That's awesome because I, I really want to be the second best host for as long as I can. You have the most potential of all people yes. on this podcast today. Good. Um, good, good, yeah. good. So, well, anyway, man, that was a lot of tech. I mean, we can almost go on and on and on about that. Um, these, these ideas will change your life, though. I mean, they will. They um, will. You are going to Cebu uh, via the moon, right? Isn't I that am, where yeah. your first layover yeah, is? Well, well, you have to get enough. Uh, speed going and then you use the moon and you rock it around oh you're gonna it. slingshot yeah you slingshot around it and that's the best way to get to the other side of the earth is you slingshot around the moon is ricky bobby involved in this at any point <laughs> didn't they do that didn't they run the slingshot i don't know hey if you're not first you're last that's all you need to remember and you know what matt i'll see you soon see ya Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.